Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. Guys of a certain age coming to you from an undisclosed location somewhere in the basement of something, something, something. Or not really. We're just kind of in a room like with a sanctum sanctorium. Yeah, something like that. We're just Fortress in a room of solitude with, with four walls, <laughs> three of us, and three people. So a hey. bad cave. Mm-hmm. Wow, boy, they you guys see what I have to put up with out there, right? They talk all over top of me. I'm Robbie Coblenz doing the talking now. Joined in studio by Jay Reed. And Art Shirley. <laughs> there you go. I pointed at Jay. We got a point today. Yeah. You did. You got the point. How are you guys doing? All right. Starting to warm up out there. Yeah. Feels like spring. Getting feels like sneezy. Spring. Yeah. I was going to ask if uh, the pollen was affecting you guys in any way. Yes. Turn my white truck yellow. Yes. Yeah. But does it affect your, you know, like bodily functions? Do you like start to sneeze and cry and all those things? I cry anyway, but the sneezing <laughs> does come more often. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm very sensitive that way. Mm, deep thoughts with Jay <laughs> That's Reed. why we're so mean to him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, let's jump into, uh, let's go from therapy to geeks of the week. So who wants to go first? I'll go first with my geek. Actually, I have two here. Uh, Pierce Brosnan has joined the cast of The Rocks, Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam movie. He's going to play Dr. Fate. So so why don't you, what, who, who is Black Adam? Tell us who Black Adam is. Oh, I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> Black Adam is kind of an antihero from the Captain Marvel Shazam universe. Uh, he's a villain. He was one of the original people to have the, the powers of Shazam granted to him. Uh, in ancient Egypt, and then uh, the power turned him evil. So he has been a, a villain for uh, for Captain Marvel, the the faucet version of Captain Marvel, the DC version of Captain Marvel, who is now called Shazam. Uh, and they've had a movie already that that has come out in the uh, What's DC universe. Zachary Levi, right? Yes. Yeah. Played Shazam. Played. I call Captain Marvel, but Shazam now. But uh, and that was I thought that was a good movie. I think you ended up watching. Yeah, it recently, right? I enjoyed it yeah. quite a bit. Well, anyway, Dwayne Johnson, better known as The Rock, has been uh, wanting to play Black Adam for a while, and that's a movie that's in production right now. And they're they've got uh, it will take place uh, during the time of the Justice Society, so I guess it's back in the '40s or whatever, um, or it's I think it's earlier than the current timeline. He will probably be brought up to the timeline. Uh, at the end of the movie so he can square off with Zachary Levi's Captain Marvel Shazam character. But um, so they're they're bringing in a bunch of old uh, Justice Society of America folks, including uh, Doc Fate, Dr. Fate, who was a hero that was around from the 40s. He's been in several different uh, incarnations. Doctor Who? No, Dr. Fate. Oh. oh. And not Doctor Strange either. He's kind of DC's answer to Doctor... St- Actually, he's DC's Doctor Strange maybe, but he's precedes Doctor Strange by a good 20-something, you know, 25 years. Um, but um, anyway, and also I read just this morning that Helen Mirren is has signed on as Hespera, who will be the villain, one of the, the villains of the piece. Oh, I bet she'll so, be great. Yeah. So, yeah, she'll be good. I'm, I'm excited about both of those being... Both those people being cast. Now, Dwayne Johnson's been pushing for this project for years, correct? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he looks like the comic book uh, depiction of Black Adam, and uh, I think he'll do it. I think he's playing it more as a uh, – almost like he did in the Scorpion King, where the in the original version of the Scorpion King from the second Mummy movie, yeah. right? Uh, he was a villain. And then in the 
prequel movie, The Scorpion King, he was a little bit more of the uh, hero in there who has turned evil kind of towards the end. So I wonder if that'll be kind of the same take they do on this. But I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Who's directing? Do you remember? I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember who's doing that. I know during the DC Universe um, online event they did earlier, or last year, rather, um, they had a bunch of uh, concept art. So it was just still very much in the beginning stages. But they do have a director attached to it. Like I said, now they're starting to bring some people in. I think the launch, or the, it's a 2022 uh, yeah. That's when it'll be out, but I'm not sure what month. Should be fun, and I, I'm assuming it will be on HBO Max. Yeah, I imagine it still will be, unless we're, you know, I'm, it will eventually be on HBO Max. I wonder if it's going to be one of those in theaters and on HBO Max at the same time. Kind of, deal. I think it's planned. Twenty two. <clears throat> We'll be, we'll be, can we be back to normal by then? Please? I thought you just called him Art instead of Mister Shirley. Oh, you didn't say Mister. You just said Shirley. Correct. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, well, <laughs> well, speaking along those lines, it's not my geek of the week, but you saw where Black Widow was announced, uh, July nine or something like right. that, and it's going to be Disney Plus premiere, premiere. which plus is an extra twenty five bucks or twenty bucks or yeah, whatever. Plus yeah. in in, in yeah. theaters. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how that does. I don't think that worked real well for him with Mulan, did it? It worked well enough for him to do it again. Okay, we'll see. So, anyway. I mean, I, I'm sure I'll be there. I mean, yeah. Black Widow, I'm sure I'll, you know. And that's a different audience. I mean, Mulan is kids, really. And this is... Yeah. Not kids. Geeks. <laughs> Geeks <laughs> of guys of a certain age. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see. I hope it does well. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure I'll be in line, but I just wonder how the rest of the viewing public will do. So what I want to know is in, in Black Widow, how does uh how does Hopper from Stranger Things, how does he end up being Captain Russian or whatever from in Black Widow? What or is it then? Crimson Crimson Engine? Crimson Tide? Crimson, Crimson Avenger? Crimson Avenger? I don't Captain know. Captain Crimson? Yeah. You know that. Jay? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But you know <laughs> how, how how Hopper, you know, ends up at the from end, Stranger Things. From Stranger Things. Yeah. We think he's in Russia, but then he ends up being part of the Black Widow yeah. program or whatever it's called. The, what's that thing? The House of Destiny or something? I, I can't remember. Know. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'd, I'd probably need to read up on my Black Widow. Yeah, sorry, sorry. It was a, it was a surprise question for you. Pop, pop quiz. So maybe there'll be a Marvel Legends segment on that. Uh, yeah, you've enjoyed the Marvel Legends, haven't been you? Very helpful, yes. Yeah. I watched them both for Falcon and Winter Soldier and then the Carter Girl and the Carter Girl. Uh, that Carter Girl. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And somebody else. There was like four of them for Falcon yeah. and Winter Soldier. Agent Carter. Agent Carter. To you. Okay. <laughs> wow. All right. What's your Geek of the Week, Jay? My Geek of the Week is coming, but I need to just let you know I've caught up. I watched an episode of Ted Lasso last night. Ah. Oh, wow. Okay. I thought it was really good. I'll probably watch more of that. Probably. And, well, you know, really? I have a lot of things to watch. So just, you know, it'll come eventually. Now, you did watch it on Apple TV Plus. You I did. didn't wait for the DVD. Apple TV Plus. I don't I'm think sorry. it's on DVD. Do we need to put it on DVD for no, you? No, no, no. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. And, uh, also oh. watched the first episode of Superman and Lois. Okay, it the first half I was like I don't know, but as it as it got on to the end, I'm like okay, I could get into this a yeah. little more. Yeah, I haven't watched anything past the second episode because oh, I've caught up. They're all good. Yeah, I, I really am enjoying it. They they what I've seen they've been a great job. So. Yeah. Well, one, one disappointment though is I watched it on the CW app. And I think it had more ads. Yeah, and then the same than, ad. It's like yeah. you see the same oh, ad over and yeah. over again. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. kind of annoying, but I guess yeah. that's what you probably should and pay for not paying the, paying the price. Did you, you watch it on your Apple TV mm-hmm. device? 
the ads are definitely half again as loud as the regular show is. Yeah. Of course, the hmm. show has one of those, you know, inconsistent volume things anyway. Hey, Lois. That's probably because you, they know you're going to get up <laughs> during the ads, so they want to play right. them louder so you can hear them throughout the house. So you're watching it on the CW app or on Hulu? I've done both. Yeah. yeah. Do you still get what Hulu, what what brand of Hulu? What tier of Hulu do you have? Hulu Live. You so, still have to watch the ads. Okay. Yeah, but it's uh, the CW. Listen to last week's podcast. You'll know the what, C- what brand of what? Hulu he has. <laughs> the CW uh, when it show, plays shows from there again. Remember this? It's got a different contract with CW. You can yeah. only watch them, you know, later. Yeah. So they have taken out the fast forwarding and you know yeah. commercial skip is no is not part of that. I guess you could. Probably pay a higher level and get that done, get that going, but it's not worth it. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. All right. So my geek of the week, uh, another deep dive into history. I was just kind of googling around and found this interesting fact. Did you know that? Okay. First, first of all, Kevin Feige, apparently big fan of Star Wars. Yes. And um, so he had put out this word in the conversation that all of the MCU phase two movies in all of them, someone loses a hand or loses an arm, just like Luke Skywalker loses. Remember an when arm we talked about that when those movies were coming out? Did you? <laughs> we weren't this podcast. Yeah, no, we did. did yeah, we, we did mention it. Yeah. yeah, we did mention that. Okay, well, then, like we're... I said, remember last week's announcement? This is my segment of things Jay just found out. Yeah, but you I, did you did. notice in Logan Lucky that Adam Driver did not was missing a hand? <laughs> you know, you know, it, I, I can't even remember. We were talking about streaming options from last week. I yeah. can't even remember that this week. So. Maybe we just that's talked true. about a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, I just thought it was but cool. it is. Go ahead and finish your point. I'm sorry. It's a fascinating well, thing. That's pretty much the point. I mean, I went through and. I didn't remember all of these hand losing, you know, scenes, yeah. but but they were all there. And I mean, you got a list of them. I have a list with time uh, codes, huh? With time codes. <laughs> no, I don't have time codes today. I spent the well, past sixteen hours. <laughs> at one hour forty two minutes and thirty six seconds. Yeah, so that's when Sebastian Stan loses his arm. Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Shaw. Sebastian Stan is Stan. The actor. Yeah, yes. is the actor. Yeah. yeah, Sebastian Shaw is Hellfire Lucky. Club. Oh yeah, that's right. Sure that's is. right. Yeah, that's right. I knew the okay. name sounded familiar. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to make him Mister French from uh, <laughs> Sebastian Cabot. Yeah, <laughs> you might learn about the Hellfire Club later. That's a part of Marvel that's coming too. Okay. Yeah. Probably. Do you have the Agents of Shield as part of your list? That is not on the uh, list. No. Okay. That would they be lose a hand too. Yep. Sure okay. Did. Who lost a hand? Agent of Shields. I don't. Uh, I don't remember. The main guy. I can't remember what his character name was. Or Clark. Um, Colson, Agent Colson loses his hand. Oh, he sure does, doesn't uh-huh. he? So, yeah. So, what, just a That's couple of them, real quick. Okay, so Iron Man 3, Aldrich Killian. Yeah. I didn't remember that name. Thor, Dark World. Actually, Thor kind of briefly loses it and gets it back, or it's maybe in a dream sequence or something like that. He oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. lose it, but. Lost a hand and an eye. Yeah, maybe a lot of things, yeah. Captain Winter Soldier, Bucky, of course. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, Groot loses both yep. of his arms. Age Ulysses Claus. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah also known as also, also known as Smeagol. Yeah, and then in Ant Man, Yellow Jacket, I guess, kind of begins to disappear. And yeah, the first thing that goes is his hand and arm. Oh. Yeah. yeah, like that. So yeah, cool. Anyway, yeah, well, we may not have talked about it, and who remembers? <laughs> it's true. 
I'm not going back to listen. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, it, was it is. It is very interesting. Sure. So I guess in phase three, is, are they going to have a character in a metal bikini in each movie? Yep. <laughs> Jay's Crickets. <laughs> So Leia, I know the reference. (laughs) Wow, we stumped Jay. Art just keeps going. No, he stumped me. I knew exactly what you're talking about. Bored Jay is what it was. I'm sticking through phase three movies now. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. So my geek of the week is uh, a little Doctor Who news, which is kind of cool. Of course, we the three of us just watched the Suicide Squad trailer, or it's not the Suicide. Is it? these, the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. As opposed to Suicide Squad. This is James Gunn's take on it, and Peter Capaldi is one of the, the big bads in it, or, or a, one I of the bads. I knew I'd seen that guy somewhere That's before. right. Doctor yeah. Who? But that's not what I want to talk about. But the trailer does look great, and James Gunn is just absolutely hilarious. Yeah. It's so. more in the Deadpool camp, though, for you kids at home. Yeah, so it's uh, it's a rated R trailer, so there's language. So And then there's language. Some, and somebody getting ripped apart. So yeah. Anyway, which was kind of funny. I loved um, Shark King, King Shark, Shark King, Hound, CPO yeah. Sharking. Yeah, there you go. So, but anyway, today Big Finish Audio, uh, the um, the company based in London that does the audio dramatizations of a lot of old British TV sci-fi shows in in space 1999, Torchwood, Blake Seven, they dropped their trailer for the Ninth Doctor Adventures, huh. which. Uh, the significance of that is is Christopher Eccleston has come back to the Doctor Who fold partially. If you'll remember, Eccleston was the actor who uh, uh, ushered in the put, new, yeah the new New Who as it's called and, New Who. Okay, and, I like that. In two thousand six, he was the ninth Doctor. Uh, had creative differences, massive creative differences with the showrunner yeah. and team. Left, vowed he would never do anything in Doctor Who again. Right. And apparently, as he he did a he did a convention, and folks just loved him, and he softened up to Doctor Who somewhat. So he signed a contract. That and the lack of a regular check, probably. Well, you know, he's <laughs> still he's still probably getting some Thor Dark World money oh, too. Yeah. You yeah. know, so but uh, he agreed to reprise uh, the Ninth Doctor again in a big finished production, and they dropped that first audio trailer this morning, and it sounds. Excellent. Cool. So, really, really cool stuff. So, that's kind of a big thing in the Doctor Who universe that you two really don't care about anyway. We're kind of glassing over a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Jay's snoring. Can you wipe the drool off of his... Oh, wait. No. That's kind of normal. But anyway. Oh. Oh. All right. Well, let's try to do a little bit more normality on the other side of the Oh, wait. No, no, no. no. We've got a new new feature. We've got a new feature. Feature. New segment. Anyway. Uh, we're looking at... Is uh, it a bug or is it a feature? <laughs> well, trying to trying to segue into this with a little bit of uh, dignity here with each other's folks' respect. But we're looking back at some folks that passed away this week uh, from the world of geekdom. We had George Siegel, who passed away uh, earlier this week. Uh, lately, he has been playing uh, Al Pop Solomon on the show The Goldbergs. Didn't you all watch The Goldbergs? I think we've talked about Occasionally, that before. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, it's... Uh, Adam Goldberg is a is a geek from the 80s and 90s who makes his own movies and things. You probably would relate, Robbie. It's really a good show. It's a very good show. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so he played that. But also, he in 1974, he played The Terminal Man, which was uh, based on an early novel of Michael Crichton. Uh, and uh, he's a computer scientist, a genius uh, with uh, epilepsy, I believe is what he has. And he uses a computer to try to help control him, and it takes him over and to, to bad results. We also lost Jessica Walter this year, 
who uh, this week this, this week yeah. well the, this week, year too in this year yeah, too. this week yeah. but we're not going back that far but this week who uh, played Lucille Booth in Arrested Development either one of y'all watched that I've only seen a few episodes I have not it's yeah, pretty funny one. but yeah. she's hilarious she's but she was great and she's also in Archer in Archer she's Mallory Archer yeah uh, Sterling's mother uh, in Archer and and plays that perfectly too I mean just really really good show I, I was a a huge fan of Archer the first few seasons anyway I haven't watched it as much since then but always liked her but uh, she was also in Play Misty for me have y'all seen that no I know the name that was Clint Eastwood's directorial debut back in 73 uh, or somewhere around there and uh, uh, he plays a radio disc jockey who plays a lot of jazz and she calls in and requests Misty the song Misty every once in a while and it turns into a horrible experience for him so anybody that's been in radio it's like one of those horror movies that you don't but um strikes a little too close to home yeah anyway so she was in that that was like i said the clint eastwood's directorial debut and also i'll mention that uh a cousin of becky's d barton who we've talked about before oh sure did the score for that so that was his first uh, collaboration with clint eastwood on on music so, very nice very yeah. nice anyway sad to see both of those folks go Hey, guys, we have viewer mail Ooh. or listener mail, I guess we'd be. Uh, to the email? Well, it, it, it's, your... a, it's a Facebook comment. And okay. this, this person said they enjoyed the discussion on WandaVision. Biggest disappointments to them as a fan uh, was that uh, the buildup were, were the, the lack of appearances by Reed Richards or Mephisto, uh, specifically played by Al Pacino. I had not heard the rumor about Al Pacino playing Mephisto. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> anyway, and they want to say, and to your point, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and to your point, whoever point that was, a cameo from Doctor Strange would have seemed like a logical fit, or at a bare minimum, a final in credits appearance. So, anyway, yeah, shout out to uh, Rusty Riad. Oh gosh! Oh okay. <laughs> Rusty Riad. I thought it was gonna be <laughs> somebody. Yeah. that we're not related really to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought it was going to be Angie Burns. No, no. So, she doesn't listen anymore. Well, uh, oh, with that said, one of your hosts is actually related to someone who was accused, who was accused in Salem of being a witch. So you think we reads would have known and emphasized a little more with Agatha, <laughs> empathized a little more with Agatha all along. Really? Sounds like somebody has studied the family history more than I have. Wow. Yeah. So you're related to someone who's accused of being a witch? It's, or at least your so brother seems. <laughs> wow. But you've held out on into that. Yeah. Does that we make him have Rusty on? Yeah. That'll be my geek make, of the week. Makes him week. a warlock. Yes. Wow. Right. Now, a warlock. If you were a witch, a I male witch is a warlock. I started to go somewhere else and I decided not to. <laughs> well, we're going to go somewhere else into a break and we're going to talk Justice League, the Zack Snyder version next. And we're back after that brief pause for crash commercial interruptions, which we really don't have any sponsors because we can't because we'd have to change the title music, right? Yeah, yeah. But we'll, at the end of the day, yeah. it's just not worth the trouble. <laughs> it's not worth the trouble. <laughs> but we'll take your money. We yeah. should start a Patreon. That's right. So. Um, let's talk Justice League, the four-hour Zack Snyder rectification of Josh Whedon's box office flop from a few years back. So, spoiler alert, we're going to talk uh, differences, we're going to talk our reactions, our likes. Jay, you have seen Zack Snyder's Justice League in its entirety, right? That is correct. And just the day before, I watched the original yeah. Whedon uh, in its I have entirety. not done that in a while. I, had, I thought it was important for me because I just I wouldn't have known all the differences if I hadn't seen it that close together. Cause yeah, 
I haven't seen it since it originally came out. So let's let's talk. And now, then, did, has everybody watched both the color and black and white <laughs> version? And I use the term color loosely. Uh, the, what black the, and white version is that? Justice is gray. It came out the day after. <laughs> Have you not seen this? No. Uh-uh. HBO Max has a black and white version of Justice League. No. The, ex- the exact same, except now it's in black and white. Wow. And I was telling Becky that as we were watching. <laughs> that was made for you. I was, as, well, I was like, I can't see a difference. So even the color that's in there is not good. You know? Wow. So, that's pretty funny. Yeah. No, I didn't see Justice is Gray. Justice is Gray. So we watched it. Initial thoughts, Jay Reed. Loved it. I really thought it was much better. I didn't think the first one was terrible, but there was just so much more fleshing out of the characters. And I know you could probably say that, you know, a lot of these brooding music scenes where they're yeah. just kind of standing there. I mean, maybe that was extra time that wasn't necessary to the plot, but but I really enjoyed the fleshing out and the and the extending of it. Of course, I mean, I'm sure we'll get to the, all the, the major differences, but I mean, it wasn't, you start in a similar place you end in a similar place but good grief their journey is different yeah journey is very and i different. agree it's 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 a it's a much better story uh the, well it makes sense yeah where the other one didn't make sense and there's so many more things oh gosh i mean we'll get to the, i have questions but uh, i'm sure we may all have questions I'll we all a lot have, of stuff is, is i think the entire there. world has questions but i am kind of glad i don't know that i would have wanted to watch four hours in the theater so I, no, oh, I, I know not this format. Yeah. Well, we know you couldn't yeah. have made it. No, so. I'd have to have two or three intermissions. But um, I mean, in a in a special event kind of thing where there's food and 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 serious intermissions, you could do it to be fun. But otherwise, I'm glad it was in the. How long did you sit down and watch it in in one sitting? I I didn't. I, I think it took me two nights. I think to, okay. to finish uh, it. What about you, Art? I watched it all in one sitting. Yeah, yeah. I um, I did it across three nights because yeah. of schedule. So. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, what did you think? Oh, Art? I liked it too. I thought it was really, you know, I had very low expectations. In fact, as I started it on uh, Friday night, I guess it was, or no, it's Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night yeah. was for Justice League. And as I started it Thursday night, um, I said, okay, I'll watch this until I'm just sick of it, then I'll just stop and I'll, I'll finish watching it later. But I watched it. And I ended up liking the whole thing. I really enjoyed it a lot. Like I said, some of it may have been lowered expectations, but I, I watched it again last night, not in its entirety. I got through the first four chapters. But uh, it held up again. It wasn't just the matter matter of um, you know. Okay, I didn't. I, I'm not a, a fan, as I said before, of what Zack Snyder's done with, especially with Man of Steel. Uh, but uh, I think the story is much better here. We've talked some off mic too, that I think Ray Fisher has a very legitimate beef Absolutely. on what was done to his character and his screen time. Uh, the, that works so much better and makes it so much more an interesting story. He's the guy that played Cyborg. And uh, so that that all works so much better. I mean, it's it's uh, as Zack Snyder said. You were telling me yesterday. He said yeah. he's the heart of the film. He said you mean Cyborg he complained about the first movie. Yeah, yeah, because time? he got completely cut out. Practically, practically cut out. He's just you know his whole character arc changes. I mean, you know, there's nothing mm-hmm. really there. But uh, so he was upset about that. There were other things that happened on the set that that we won't go into now with the Joss Whedon uh, uh, set. But um, anyway, I, th- I thought it worked really well. Uh, I could probably cut an hour of it out. Yeah, <laughs> just the slow mo. Yeah, if yeah. you took some of this, and there were some things. I think the flash slow mo is probably the things I would keep because that worked. Oh, it was well. great. But uh, some of the other things, and especially when they would cut to that 
mood music, you know, whatever. And it was just, it just seemed to drag everything down. It really yeah. seemed to stop stuff. And then, and I'll go ahead and just say this. I would have cut that whole nightmare part, that whole nightmare part of the end of it out. I just felt like, to yeah. me, it seemed like there was a certain part where Zack Snyder said, I've got to put everything in this that I've got or that I've ever thought of because I'm not going to get a chance to do it again. And I think, you know, it would have benefited a little bit if somebody could have said, okay, well, yeah, I get your point, but why don't we just edit it down just a little bit? You don't have to take much out, but I think you could easily take 30 minutes or an hour. Of it yeah, out. probably could. I just didn't think that the nightmare, as cool as that scene was, fit, especially if we're not going to have a uh, a follow-up to that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that's questionable, right? Or doubtful? I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen at all. But, I mean, Zach Schneider did come out in an interview with Vanity Fair and lay out the next two movies, because yeah. this was supposed to be movie one of, of a trilogy uh-huh. and uh with a big time reset at the end uh, but you know we can talk a little bit about that a little bit later what did say what did you think uh i liked it i liked it quite a bit i had a hard time with the four three aspect ratio yeah uh i got over that after about 10 minutes or so but they presented in four three as opposed to 16 nine or two three five by one um, because that's the aspect ratio of IMAX, and there was right. a lot of stuff shot in IMAX. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it could be edited tighter, like mm-hmm. you, you like you said. Um, but I thought we got a much, obviously, a much better arc for for uh, Victor Stone, um, mm-hmm. Cyborg. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ezra Miller, I liked him much better as the Flash yeah. with this one. I like, I liked him anyway, just like him as a character. But his Flash character, the way they they treated the Flash in there. What did you call it? Sniveling or something? Yeah. It's kind of whiny, you know, yeah. but uh, maybe cowardly. He was so much better. He was. And it was Becky's favorite character in the, in the well, show. In the way that they, she watched the whole thing. But. In the way they set him up with mm-hmm. the rescue sequence with Iris West uh, at the beginning, that's yeah. how we're introduced to him as opposed to him in an argument with his dad yeah. in, in jail. So that was that was nice. Um, I thought Lois Lane, Amy Adams, was incredibly underused. Yeah. Um, Talented actress and just really served no purpose. She was essentially a MacGuffin. Yes. Um, that's, yeah, that's she, what she was. Yeah. She was a MacGuffin to, to spark the emotional um, uh, catharsis, the emotional rebirth of Superman, yeah. rather. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I... I mm, but, but she had... But Lois has a whole new thing now that I didn't realize. So Amy Adams, I mean, they may have underused her, I see what you're saying, but but this whole thing about Lois and whether or not she's pregnant and this sure. whole thing at the in the nightmare sequence about so where, you know, it's all about Lois. So there's a whole so the story there that I don't know. So the what Zach Snyder laid out was the original plan was when Superman died, Bruce Wayne and Lois Lane that rhymes, I didn't realize that. Hmm. Uh were going to become romantically involved. And so Bruce falls in love with Lois, um, and then Superman comes back. There's a pregnancy test, and they don't know whether it's Superman or Batman's kid. Um, and they're so Darkseid comes to Earth to get the anti life equation, and um, Superman tells Br- Batman protect Lois because she's my Achilles heel protect her at all cost. And, um, Bruce has a moment of indecision in a decision about Lois and she ends up dying. Mm-hmm. And that causes the transformation of Superman into the anti-hero. Dark side takes him over in his grief, I believe. And he becomes the primary tool for domination of the earth. And so then the whole art becomes, they send Ezra Miller, they send the flashback to tell Bruce that Lois Lane is the key 
then Bruce Wayne slash Batman has got to rethink what happened Mm -hmm. and he sacrifices himself instead of allowing Lois to die, which resets the whole timeline. And then Lois and Superman get married or they're, they're a couple. The child is born on the child's 20th birthday. They take uh, the son down to the bat cave and said, your uncle Bruce would have really wanted you to take on this mantle. And you know, you have no choice. You're legally, you, well, you're not, if you're 20, you're not mm-hmm. completely legal, but you need to be Batman. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So that's, that's in the comics. No, 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 no. That's, no, that's, that's Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder had okay. an interview with Vanity Fair that's last week that out. laid okay. out so that folks would see kind of the trajectory. So I'm just as happy that he's not doing anything. <laughs> well, I mean, and I noticed, you know, when she was sitting there, and she opens the drawer, and it's got that pregnancy test in it. Did you notice what the name of the pregnancy test oh, was? Oh, what was it? Force majeure, which is a legal term. I, I mean, I looked yeah. it up because as soon as I thought I saw that, I thought that is something. Um, yeah, it is big. a legal term, but I can't uh, remember what it means. Clause in a contract which essentially frees both parties from liability or obligation when an extraordinary event out of control of both parties so it's uh it kind of stands for unstoppable force huh so it's something that can change the um the outcome of something that neither party could control so uh, obviously whatever that means is it's got some yeah had something in there yeah yeah i just thought i mean her character has always been tough and i and granted i know she would be devastated by the loss of superman but I don't think she would have just retreated like she did and just kind of mope as much as she did. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of a – I would have liked to have seen her carrying on the Superman legacy a little bit a little bit more so than she did. So yeah. let's talk about differences. And, um, I mean, you've got questions. You want to ask questions? What do you want to do? Well, I want to know why in the original there's just a conversation between Martha Kent and Lois and in the Snyder – when Martha walks out of the room, she turns into somebody else with red eyes. John Jones, Martian Manhunter. Yeah. The, the Martian Jones. Manhunter. The, yeah. I mean, so in the first, was, she, was he there the first movie too, or we just don't know? I would say in Joss Whedon's, we're supposed to assume that's always Martha. That okay. Mar- Martian Manhunter does not play into that role because I think those were some of the extra scenes that, that uh, was. Snyder shot to bring him into it. Now, apparently, the idea was that character. Uh, the general, yeah, I can't, I can't remember. remember. He appears in Man of Steel, so he's well, he, been he looked familiar. He looked familiar. Yeah, yeah, so he's Martian Manhunter, John Jones. So he appears, you know, in that in that mm-hmm. uh, that movie as well. Although you never know, you have no idea that's who that is. Um, so, they say now, if you look back, and that's why he wasn't, you know, scared of Superman. But anyway, um, which, which begs the question to me, you know, in the in when in the epilogue, he comes flying in to Bruce and mm-hmm. saying, you know, hey, I'm going to I've decided I'm going to help humanity. I'm going to yeah. save this planet. Well, you were there all along when when dark side when when uh, Steppenwolf and dark side and all this is going on. They really could have used your yeah. help, mm-hmm. you know. So, what, yeah. Or even uh, when um, what's the care? What's the creature's name that kills Superman? Oh, uh, um, Doomsday. Doomsday. Yeah. Why didn't he show up there? You know, Wonder Woman pops up out of nowhere. Well, where was Martian Manhunter at that point? I know. Uh, so that's that's kind of like I said, that's a plot hole that doesn't work for me. Yeah. Also, I, I don't took like away this, from that scene. A that's what bit. I thought too. I thought it, yeah, I thought it did very much so because they had in both movies they have uh, what I thought was a very good heartfelt scene. Yeah, I actually prefer the one in the Joss Whedon version, mm-hmm. but um, but and and maybe because of that because of that 
being taken away with him being Martian Manhunter at the end of it. Just kind of bizarre. It was. Yeah, and I didn't know the status of Martian Manhunter. So when he when she came out and had red eyes, I might immediately thought, okay, this is the bad guy. Yeah. But then he turned into the what's his name, the, yeah, general, the general or whatever. And uh-huh. I thought, well, okay, he's not a bad guy. But but where's Martha really? Yeah. In all this because she everything yeah. she said was what Martha would say. Yeah. So very specific things yeah. that Martha would say. Uh-huh. So that was kind of bizarre. Of course, telepathy is a one of the Martian Manhunter's powers. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, you know, Martian Manhunter is arguably one of the most powerful members of the Justice League. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so. But. His character also appears in Supergirl in the CW series. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And hung back for a while there before he makes himself known. Hey, so and, maybe there's something in the Martian Manhunter story where, you know, because he is an alien, he doesn't feel like he can. He, he was also in Smallville. Oh, he was. He sure was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Towards the end of Smallville. So anyway, usually portrayed as a police officer or a detective. So, but uh, so, so there, there's the Martian Manhunter sequence. Uh, We've already talked about the cyborg, the expansion of the cyborg story and how he really is kind of the heart and soul. It's his, it's his hero's journey Mm -hmm. that, that is the, the, the bottom line of justice. Right. We've talked about the, the Lois Lane issues with Lois Lane. Mm -hmm. The big baddie in the room. What do you guys think about the addition of Darkseid? I like Darkseid being in there. I will say there were times when I felt like, and granted, I know that uh, the timeline's not exactly right, but so much of it kind of felt like, okay, this Thanos was better. It feels like Darkseid is their answer to, to Thanos, and whereas Thanos is portrayed as this thoughtful kind of guy that you you know almost empathize with. Maybe that's not quite the right word, but you certainly have a better understanding of his motivations. He's Dark more side of a, is just a brute. Yeah. yeah. Thanos is more of a um, um, anti-hero. Yeah. 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 Uh, I wonder who's older, Thanos or Darkseid. If only had a device. Darn side. That's well, it. Well, Darkseid <laughs> was created in the 70s by Jack Kirby as part of the New yeah. Gods thing. So Darkseid was created in 71. Uh-huh. I think Thanos may have been after that. Uh, he's got to be. I would think he was. Wasn't he part of the whole um, Captain Marvel stuff that came about in the mid seventies? I don't know. Or did he appear before I'm that? trying to read. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that makes for interesting audio. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I thought you guys were adult enough to carry on the conversation without me in the middle of it. But well, I'll, uh, I'll throw out one that you mentioned: we will. police and detectives. <laughs> this, I almost use this as my geek of the week. But the, when uh, Lois comes to the memorial. Enhance the cop, the coffee. Yeah. Well, number one in but in the movies there are different places. In in the right. one, in the first movie he's in the car. Mm-hmm. Second movie he's standing. Same there. Same character plays him though. Same character who is Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen. Christopher Reeve Superman. So Starlin yeah. created Thanos in seventy three for Marvel. Okay. And Darkseid was created in seventy one by Kirby. Right. Yeah. So Darkseid's older. Yeah, only by two years. Yep. So. Um, Another thing, too, did you see the truck in the Flash sequence, the Gardner Fox? I think I read about this, but I don't remember. Yeah, Gardner Fox was the guy that kind of oversaw the reboot of those characters for DC in the 60s. So he came up with the new Flash, which was, you know, went from to Barry Allen from Jay Allen with the guy with the Mercury helmet on his mm-hmm. head. Redid Jay, the, Jay Garrick. Jay Garrick, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Jay, yeah. <laughs> Jay Allen. That's not who it is. Yeah, Jay Garrick. Uh, I am listening. All did the... All did the uh, did, redid the Green Lantern, uh, the different version of the Green Lantern. I think like there's one more in there too, but I can't remember which one. It was. I can't remember. Anyway, Hawkman. I think he redid Hawkman. Oh sure, yeah. Well, that was interesting to me too to see the Green Lantern character in in this. Who gets his hand cut off? Oh yeah, 
<laughs> he really did. So yes, I mean that 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 was. I mean, he wasn't there long, but so, uh, it but was you, interesting to see. So if you remember, there was a conversation between Steph and Wolf and Darkseid that said there's no Kryptonian guarding the planet. There's no lantern. Mm-hmm. said there's no lantern. There's no Kryptonian. You know, it's right for the taking. Right, yeah. right, so. right. So no Hal Jordan or John Stewart at that point. That's right. Yeah. Or uh, who, what's his face from the Arrowverse? Uh, Diggle. Oh, yeah. 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 So. Or Guy uh, Gardner. Or, yeah. Oh, Guy Gardner. Or Polywog. Poly, Kilowog. Kilowog. Polywog. <laughs> Polywog was a bar here in Starville years ago. Uh, um, there's also one other one. Um, guy. No, we said guy. Anyway, Kyle somebody. Uh, Kyle. Radner. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. So um, did you catch the cameo of Granny Goodness? You know, I, I need to go back and see that yeah. because I didn't realize that's who that was. That was Granny Goodness. Yeah, but I did hear she was in there. So yeah. that's uh, so as Thanos had his, what what was his group called? I can't remember. He had his henchmen, uh-huh. right? So uh, Darkseid has henchmen, and one of them is Granny Goodness, and it's like this very old female who's kind of right. like this. yeah. Stern, you know, you got to go to Granny Goodness's orphanage sort of yes. thing. One of the freakiest characters in yeah. all the comics. Yeah, you know? the, the whole new gods, the stuff that Kirby came up with was just very bizarre stuff. And she was in the movie. Yeah, yeah. It was she's a like, I mean, she's just in the back. I don't think she says anything. But when she, they cut to where Dark Side is, you know, uh-huh. to that little teleportation, I guess boom tube is what they were. It was, yeah, it was a boom tube. So when they cut to that. Um, you see her off to his left or something. Oh, is that okay? So I, I noticed there was. I thought I didn't realize it was a granny. Was, it was like a tall blonde guy. Is that who you're talking about? No, wait, wait, they weren't blonde. The silver hair, whitehead. Yeah. yeah, that was Granny Goodness. I'm, I'm thinking about somebody else. And there and was then, a, like a tall blonde guy, like a human, didn't you in had, the room that was walking away with him as they okay. turned and walked down the. Yeah, that's Granny Goodness. The aisle. Um, but you know, um, I'm looking for an image, so. See if I can find it. So we can show it to our listeners? Yeah, that's right. Show it to you. Uh, so there was... Uh, um, Desaad was also in there. That was, He was the main one that would contact, yeah. talk to uh, Steppenwolf. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Some so, sort of Latin phrase that he used apparently I'm too. looking for a picture of Granny Goodness. I and every time we heard it. the name Steppenwolf, we wanted to do Magic Carpet Ride. What did you think about the new outfit of steppenwolf was it too much or is it i couldn't remember with the old one i had to go back and look at them side by side that's granny goodness that's right a girl there. yeah it's supposed to be it's a okay. granny all so, right then that's who that i was gonna ask that yeah so yeah right there well that's not gonna work so right there but i did like the, i did like the new steppenwolf i thought that whole thing uh, yeah i guess the the armor just kind of bugged me a little really bit. see i like that did i liked you? when he flinched and uh-huh. broke all the arrows i thought that was kind of neat uh, that was going on. You're right. Mm-hmm. What I, one thing I really liked that we haven't talked about yet was the differences in, in the opening sequence. Now, Joss Whedon's famously <sighs> had the CGI'd out mustache. I missed the, the mustache. <laughs> Did you miss I, the I mustache? Missed the, I missed the stash. <laughs> I missed the stash. Yeah. Uh, whereas uh, this one starts off with Superman being killed and that force of his dying goes out and that mm-hmm. it it activates or awakens certain mother boxes, but all the different uh, realms around the the world, you know, the the mascara or Atlantis, uh, are aware of it and realize mm-hmm. what's going on. You know, so I thought that was kind of a neat. Thing I thought that was much. Yeah. I, I never understood that whole found footage Superman flying in with the you know talking to the kids. Yeah, thing. I think that was just kind of a way to give it a little bit more of a. a 
uh, human touch, you know, whatever, for so that you the loss of Superman would be felt more. But I, you know, I don't think it it didn't work very well. It didn't work very yeah. well at all. So, uh, what other questions? That's that's all the questions that I wrote down. I'm just trying to figure out uh, the whole Lois thing. But what about at the end? Okay, in the dream, the nightmare with the, with the, 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 nightmare. the nightmare. Yeah, uh, that's what's good. It has a K in it. It's a K yeah. with uh, the, the Joker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jared it was a Leto, good Leto's. scene, but yeah. if it was when it, since it was just a dream, I mean. I, by the way, it's Henry Cavill. Runs with travel. I watched it. He does a video where he says it's Henry Cavill. It runs with travel. So we'll know from now on. We have. And he's a yet. witcher. Is what he's a witcher. Like Jay Cavill. So anyway, Jared Leto. That's a great be, scene. Great character. Not to be confused but, with Duke Leto Atreides yeah, or from Jared, Dune. Or Jade Leno. Which <laughs> or Jay Leno. <laughs> wow, we go everywhere. Well, I read where Schneider said basically, you know, he wanted to incorporate Jared Leto's Leto's Joker in the next Justice League somehow, yeah. some way. Uh-huh. So he wanted to show Affleck and that Joker together to to show that that is Ben Affleck's Joker. Yeah, but was that scene? Added. It was shot later. Yeah, it was shot later. Yeah. I the think the HBO whole Max. nightmare thing was shot later, wasn't it? No, because remember some of it was some of it was from the other one. Yeah, okay, but yeah. he did. But but so Jared Leto shot that all by himself on a green screen. Okay, oh my yeah, gosh. yeah. So, and okay. ad libbed his own lines. Really? Yep. Including one that he said that's not going to make it in there, and it did. Wow. You'll <laughs> have to tell us off, Mike, which one. Zach there. said, "Oh yeah, I'll put that in there. Yeah, because I'm cool. I want to be like you. Fun." fun so what about up. okay so uh Go. i want to say has your brother's opinion changed on ben affleck as batman that's a <clears throat> very good question we should call facebook him. him and ask yeah i thought i still think he's a good batman i felt better about him being batman in this one than i did before i felt him i felt a lot better about him as batman and i would have loved to have seen ben affleck's batman movie. yeah i still would like to see that you know they've talked about you know, we've mentioned it here too. Are there going to be sequels? I don't think that's going to happen. But maybe there'll be some interest enough to to pursue that movie again. That would be great. I still think he could play, you know, an older. He could play a Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns, or even a Batman Beyond Batman, sure. if they wanted to do something like that. Uh, since Michael Keaton seems to be out of it after all. So, so did you guys? Is he out? Is that's he? the latest thing that came out. Oh, that that's, that's Keaton sad. saying he's not part of the Flash after that, all. That's sad. That's yeah. sad. Did you notice how um, how Bruce was talking about? We can make this. He was talking about the just the Hall of Justice building it where where Wayne Manor was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we have this big table and all that. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. But the Hall of Justice is going to be in the middle of a city. With a fountain in front, yeah, which they did on CW, on the, oh, the CW, CW yeah. crossover, yeah, yeah. which, yeah. but anyway, we'll, and did you see Wendy and Marvin? No, I'm just kidding, not sure. <laughs> Wonder uh, should it would it have been better? I mean, this is the big the difference in the way they did it was obviously Marvel built all the movies as characters first, and then and I'm giving you a lead up to your line, characters first, and then brought the groups together, whereas DC tried to do it. Uh, you know, just with one big movie that introduced a character, which probably got a little, you know, obviously it's a four hour movie, so a little heavy. Should it have been divided into two movies? Would that have made it more marketable? Mm. So my observation is Marvel cares about characters. DC cares about capes. And I think that's a great way to put it, because I think DC Warner Brothers, probably more accurately, looked and saw what Marvel was doing and said, 
How can we get into that money as soon as we can? They wanted to pay off. They didn't want to pay for it. But they didn't want to build. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've seen how well it works. I mean, not everything was was perfect. Obviously, you mentioned Thor Dark World. Which was horrible. Nothing was really bad. And again, I didn't much. I I thought the first Justice League was okay before I had this to compare it to. Mm -hmm. It'd be hard to go back and watch probably but, now, but but we really didn't care when Superman died. No, we didn't. But we all got misty eyed when Tony Stark died. Yeah. So true. I mean, you you think about the emotional investment we had in in Robert Downey Jr.'s performance, yeah. and we saw that in that complete narrative arc across yeah twenty on movies, and when he died, and really it, Black Widow, all those folks, because yeah. that seemed like a real sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. Plus the fact that. You know, I don't think that uh, there, with the possible exception of Vision, I think Vision has some 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 reasons to be able to be brought back more so. But I don't think they're going to bring Tony Stark. Back. I don't think they will. I don't either. think they're going to bring Black Widow back. Obviously, she's in this movie, which is a prequel. But I think in terms of the character, that character is gone for the continuation of, of things. Whereas what we see Superman die, and we know he's going to be back. So you know? just think back to Infinity War and when the snap happens, and you see all these characters. Yeah. And how many folks were shocked when when Black Panther oh, yeah. dusted away? Uh-huh. And how many folks were just devastated when those characters disappeared? Yeah. And again, it's the buildup. I mean, mm-hmm. you've anyway, Feige has done a great job, and everybody associated mm-hmm. with the Marvel Universe has done, the cinematic universe has done a great job of creating characters that you can invest in. Mm-hmm. And I think and I think the TV stuff is just going to add to that. We yeah. haven't talked about Falcon Winter Soldier. We know it debuted the Friday after Justice League. We'll come back to that after it's been yeah out for a few weeks. But yeah, yeah. So, all right, that's uh, that's our treaties on Justice League. So, any parting thoughts on Zack Snyder? Has, has Zack Snyder has he redeemed himself as a filmmaker in your eyes with this cut, Jay? I couldn't tell you anything about him as a filmmaker to begin with, so I don't know. Okay. Uh, for me, I think if we have this as his final parting shot, yeah, I'm okay with that. To me, I think he's created a really good story. I don't know that I would call this movie a masterpiece. He's also said it's it's a it's a different kind of mess or whatever. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. still a mess, and it is. It's just a much more logical and cohesive mess than the other one was. I think this is a great way for him to go out. Absolutely. Yeah, and I don't see. Josh Whedon had a golden opportunity to come in and craft a really tight, good movie from mm-hmm. what Zack Snyder left him. And Josh Whedon's ego seemed to let him to say, I'm going to redo this in my own image. Yeah. And I read something where where the speculation was that, that Whedon was very, very disappointed in the critical re, uh, reaction to Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to redeem himself with it, this. It felt a lot like Age of Ultron. Yeah. Even, I mean, there's a whole scene, and we don't want to get off this tangent again but you know the whole thing where the flash rescues the family with the bug spray and the and the pickup truck all that's gone i don't even think we knew it was three uh was uh chernobyl right mm-hmm. in the first movie do oh, we know that no you're right so i mean was it chernobyl they called it, it yeah else. it was chernobyl well it was it was supposed to be chernobyl whether it was or mm-hmm. not but uh uh and so but i didn't get i didn't get any sense of that from the first movie yeah yeah, yeah. so what if y'all watched the documentary about the making of? I think that was released on Disney. No, yeah. not or, I mean, the HBO Max as well. No, Disney that. would be even better. Yeah, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Justice League assembled. Yeah, that's right. So, but anyway, 
All right. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Another episode of Guys of a Certain Age in the Book. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next week. 